0: Telling yourself enough is the most empowering thing one can tell themselves. You're able to create boundaries, not only for yourself, but for people or things you encounter. You're able to create a healthy, balanced life for yourself, and you're able to be authentically honest with yourself in the process of it. So with that being said, welcome to Enough Podcast. Let's talk authentic. Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of Enough Podcast, Let's Talk Authentic. I have a very special guest today who I am excited that he is joining, and he is my brother. (laughs) 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 He goes by the name of Lideris, but I will allow him to introduce himself. So tell us about you. Okay.
1: <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> um, okay. Um, my name is Ledaris. Where um, I'm 29 years old. I'm originally from Jackson, Mississippi, and I currently live here in Dallas, Texas, where I am a professional dancer. Um, I dance for the Panther City Lacrosse Club right now which is um, a national um, NLL. I can't think of it the the full time right now, but it's, it's, it's lac- the lacrosse league national lacrosse league. There we go. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, um, I dance for Panther city and I am also um, the head of my department at Siegelville middle school. Um, I'm over at the Department of Dance where I teach dance for grade level six through eight. Mm-hmm. And outside of that, I dabble in a little graphic design. Um, I like mm-hmm. doing projects where I am basically assisting entrepreneurs and small businesses with creative direction um providing graphics and consultation and whatnot and yeah just making myself available and at service so in a nutshell that's who i am professionally <laughs>
0: absolutely i feel and like i so might
1: be missing something i could be wrong but i'm I think sure you
0: about. are because you <laughs> are very well rounded so <laughs> <laughs> but okay so a little bit of backstory i've known there is for a very very long time for years since what um uh, middle school,
1: as early as I can remember.
0: I think it's early. I know I've known T like my entire life, but like I think since middle yeah. school.
1: Yeah, because I I I don't I can't remember as early anything early back. I just remember. Mm-hmm. You know, the family, um, and yeah, us being around I, each other, but I, I like, I don't say, remember really nothing from back then. I just like remember
0: like the family ties, and I yeah. do remember T, like, I remember playing with her when I was young and stuff, but like everything else, like, yeah, yeah. But I've known him for like, dang, it's been over a decade, mm-hmm. well, over, Girl, right? We up there, mm-hmm. yeah. Mm-hmm. So, um we we basically grew up together. Um, super amazing spirit. Love everything about my brother. Like he's super, super creative. And for those that don't know, he does do the he's more of like the creative director for Envy um, in the girl group that I'm in. So he really works intensively with us and he works us to death, y'all. <laughs> so <laughs> we have a performance coming up now and like I'm ready. But I'm also kind of nervous because when he gets in that mood, that mode, <laughs> is over with. <laughs> I remember the last performance um, when we had to perform, I think it was last Indie Week. And uh-huh. oh my God, I was sweating everywhere. Sweating from head to toe, I was drenched in sweat, and he was like, "You sweat, that's good." I'm like, "Oh my god!" <laughs> <laughs> and, and y'all, just when I would think like we were done, he was like, "Uh, uh-uh, uh, go back and do it mm-hmm. again." Let's
1: go again, right like, Oh my god!
0: <laughs> but. I say all this to say we had a wonderful performance like I feel like we really mm-hmm. did amazing especially within the time frame that we had and then for us to do so many changes at the last minute like we did mm. good.
1: Hmm. Oh, it was a lot of crazy <laughs> stuff happening.
0: <laughs> yeah, it was a lot of stuff that happened today. But like one thing I can't say, what I do love about my group of friends, like we we adjust to change. Like we may get a little like, oh my gosh, like why is this happening? Been
1: well, a little <laughs> fatigued and frustrated. Yeah,
0: but we we ultimately adjust to change. Okay. So let's dive in a little bit about like your personal life because you have like a lot going on like you are mm-hmm. a dance instructor creative director you're just kind of like a serial entrepreneur yeah um a creativist like i i like to call it like yeah that's what
1: in, I, can, I i call it that too yeah yeah you
0: in that arena um mm-hmm. what's that like for you
1: oh honestly i mean it's fun don't get me wrong but i i, I think like i didn't I didn't account for, like, the stress load that comes with it because it's one thing when you're able to, like, dabble and and just write down ideas and daydream about everything and, you know, you're spending countless hours on YouTube or, you know, Mm -hmm. writing down notes and having conversations, but then it's like once you actually get into the work part of it, the production part of it, and you actually start figuring out how to take your vision from a piece of paper and turn it into something real or even being part of somebody else's vision. Like, I I have learned so much in a very, very short amount of time to the point to where it's like, I am constantly rethinking what I'm even doing anymore. And it's just like, it's overwhelming. But I think for me, it's been overwhelming in a very healthy, um, a very healthy, productive way. Um, Mm -hmm. I think like growing up, I've always wanted to express myself and work. As a creative, but I just didn't know how that was possible. Never saw myself working like a regular nine to five job. I just never saw myself just being and forgive me, I ain't trying to offend nobody, but just being like regular. Um <laughs> you know, I no, I'm serious. I'm like I didn't grow up like, you know, I don't I get work what you're at, saying. Yeah, like I didn't want to work at the hospital, I don't wanna be no lawyer, I didn't like I don't wanna do none of the traditional um job roles, I guess is what I would call it. Yeah. So I always saw it for myself working in some sort of creative lane or in some creative industry and um now now, even though it can be stressful as far as like trying to manage your time, trying to keep up with clients, trying to keep up with yourself, oh. <laughs> it just- uh, it can really be a lot, but I, I feel grateful and I feel blessed. Like I'm in a position now where I'm able to do it. And I think that in the space that I'm in now, is probably the healthiest space where I can actually be more intentional about it. Um, and then I'm surrounded by a lot of people that's giving me a lot of expertise about how to do it and how to be just part of the process. I enjoy the process. Like I'm very quiet about like what I do. Um, and I've always just kind of been that way. I just, you know, I do my thing. And if you in my life, if you're around me, like, you know what's going on. But I never really just publicly just be like, hey, you know, this is this is what I'm doing. Yada, yada, yada. Um, because to a degree, like, I feel like I, I am really an artist at heart. So I enjoy processes and I I enjoy. The behind the scenes part of it, I like everything leading up to the actual moment, because once the moment actually gets there, it's like I'm freaking out on the inside.
0: (laughs) (laughs) I am freaking
1: out. (laughs) I am freaking out. And it's like I'm trying to contain (laughs) myself. I'm trying to keep my composure. And then you just go to create every scenario in the world of what could possibly go wrong. But I think one of the best things at this point in time is it's so rewarding, like seeing the work that you've done come to fruition and stepping out of it, you know, and just being able to look at it and be like, damn, like I did that. So like it's, it's been it's been extremely healthy for me in a lot of different ways. And it's opened so many doors. So I'm, I'm very grateful for what I do.
0: That's really good that you mentioned that because, like, um, y'all, I have, I'm just going to say I'm like one of his, I ain't going to say number one fans, but I'm up there, you know, I'm up there, (laughs) like, (laughs) because he might have somebody like, there's some other, look, I'm in that arena, okay, I'm in that circle, but just watching you and your work, your talent, like, just everything that you do, and it, just to watch it grow, like where you started versus where you are now, like you and did it. You did it.
1: Sometimes I don't even <laughs> I don't even remember. <laughs> I, don't I, remember. Do. <laughs>
0: I do. I like, do. Like yeah, like even when um I can remember even when envy, like when we got back together. Mm-hmm. um even beforehand like i can remember i can in us in middle school when we when we were writing songs we were writing music of course like our music back then was like very very childish but we were in middle school so we wrote <laughs> like, <laughs> so we wrote like you know yeah <laughs> <laughs> um and just to like your writing skills like y'all he aside from him being a very amazing oh, dancer <laughs> i am putting it out there i don't care aside from him put it being an amazing dancer he is also an amazing singer and songwriter um but i think like you're in that space where you you're enjoying dance right now and that's perfectly fine but just watching him like evolve into something so like it's amazing like i freaking love it like you've you've done really good. Like even okay, when we started off with "See It Anyway," to now we're all the way here to uh, "Desire." Desire.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Like you see, like the growth, like the
1: growth. Mm-hmm. Yeah,
0: like it's just and the to see the choreography from "See It Anyway" to "Lady Nation."
1: Girl, way back as far as when we was doing stuff in, in Lanier's Auditorium up in now. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, you remember that?
0: To Lady Nation, yeah, I'm like, I don't.
1: don't it be kind of, it's almost a blur. <laughs> it's like I, I genuinely don't think about this stuff like that. And when I do, it's like, wow. But now that I'm older, it's like, oof. <laughs>
0: it it yeah. has been a lot of growth, but you dedicated yourself to that. Like, mm-hmm. um, I remember when you you was trying to find that lane where you were
1: mm, and mm.
0: not even realizing the whole time you was in your lane. That I was the in whole it, girl. Time. You're
1: right. You're right.
0: The whole time. Like, and I'm not going to lie, y'all. I be trying to keep up with him when it come to dancing, but <laughs> <laughs> between him and my sister, I just let them have it. Like, I be trying. I be trying.
1: <laughs> she playing, y'all. She be holding back.
0: I do shut up <laughs> no he's you know what he he's not not even joking like I just I have a hard time um retaining what's being done so for him like how he coaches me he makes me do it over over and over and over again like and I'm not gonna lie I might get frustrated but I I'll retain it some kind of way like when I do it over and over and over and over again and he'll break it down for me because sometimes he'd be moving kind of fast. I'm like, wait, hold on. What is your feet yeah. doing? What is your leg doing? <laughs> <laughs> and-
1: <laughs> I do got, I have that bad. My kids be like, Mr. where? we don't know what you're talking about. I'm like, okay, baby, let me go back. <laughs>
0: yeah, it's like, he'd be like, i I'm like, okay, what was yeah. the T? And then what was the B-D-D? <laughs> <laughs> like, <make it> down.
1: <laughs> I got none of it.
0: <laughs> I got none of it. Like, when we be at practice, um, Cause me and another member, we be like, now hold on, now this this what I be talking about, like all this stuff, all this moving, like we trying to get it together. What you doing? <laughs> me and me and Big Trouble, cause fate she can keep up with him, but me and Big Trouble, like we can dance, but it it takes us a minute, and then I'm probably like the last one to kind of catch on. But when we catch on, we in there like swimwear. So <laughs> <laughs> so okay. I wanted to kind of see, like, where are you now? Because I know that you were talking about, like, basically how things were a challenge for you. Do you want to, like, kind of talk about that, talk about, like, where you were and where you are now?
1: I... Yeah, I just... I feel like where I am now is it's not difficult to explain, but like in retrospect, it's like, you know, well, how far back do you go, right? And like, mm-hmm. I, f- I feel like so much has happened in like a very, very short amount of time, like a lot of good and a whole lot of bad. And it's kind of like, I feel like now I'm starting to really, really like catch up with myself. Um, I'll just say my 20s because I'm 29 now. Mm-hmm. Um. I feel like when I was 19 I want to say Mm -hmm. um I believe I was 19 I just remember having this strong urge to just want to be like you know independent and wanting to have like my own job um make my own money so I can help out you know at home and I was growing up so it was like you know I I just I'm 19 years old I'm a young man I feel like I need to have a job you know what I mean and I need to be doing something I just I I just didn't feel good about myself Um, but I was I was back home from college so it was kind of like you know dude you're kind of tripping like calm down but (laughs) um, my overall ambition and intention at that strong and I just remember like having days where like i genuinely like did not sleep like that because it's like you at the house so much to the point where it's like what is sleep you know like you're not even tired enough to sleep so it would be like some nights I would have to force myself to go to sleep and I'm like I can't do this (laughs) I can't do this I mean I need something to do and we were staying out in the country too so oh you know it like it's, it's peaceful it's tranquil don't get me wrong but I was I was like itching for something so um I started figuring out how to get to Jackson. Um, my cousin was going to Hines and Jackson at the time. And so I would get dropped off either at my grandma's house or either I would get dropped off at Hines, and I would just kind of go there to apply for jobs, um, to be away and just kind of figure out life. And I was around friends. So it was kind of like, you know, I was just kind of throwing myself out there to just figure out what was gonna stick so um child young talking about moving out getting an apartment traveling baby didn't have no money plan was trash (laughs) Yeah, like it just it was all the things that you think can do when you're 19 20 years old but i i eventually ended up landing a job that basically started everything and with that came like a lot of came a lot of blessings. A lot of blessings came um, once I actually started working, but then also, you know, life was really, really life at the time. So I ended up spending like a lot of my my 20s sacrificing um, a lot of what I wanted for myself and in, in pursuit of just trying to make real life functionable,
0: mm-hmm. you
1: know? Um,
0: As I think so for you because just also being in that space with you um you made you were the type of friend that always kind of poured but yeah you never I, I was just allowed always yeah you you poured so much into people but it wasn't always reciprocated at the time especially mm-hmm. when it was needed mm-hmm. um And I noticed that with you. um, And so I'm guessing for me, just like, at what point did you start pouring back into yourself? Like, when did you kind of just tell yourself, like, it's time to pour back into me? And because I know sometimes that can be scary, too, because Mm. if you are a person that is kind of always that has this heroic type of uh, Mm. mindset Mm. and you could possibly be like codependent um those two things are like Mm -hmm. some of the (laughs) they could be Mm -hmm. daily together because you're gonna always have that mindset of i have to save someone and i have to have somebody around
1: and then i i think and i addressed this with myself just the other day that i think um that i've been conditioned maybe i've conditioned myself to relying on feeling needed. And when mm-hmm. I don't feel needed, I don't know what to do with myself. <laughs> like I genuinely don't know, like... Okay, so to answer your question, to go back, um, I'ma say 2020, I'ma say 2020. Um, that's when I noticed like something had to change and it had to happen then. Because if it didn't, I didn't know what was gonna happen. And 2020 was a very interesting year for a lot of people. Mm-hmm. And
0: 2020
1: was a very interesting year. <laughs> it
0: was. Um,
1: out the gate, 2020 started off with some crazy shit, stuff. I don't know if I can cuss.
0: <laughs> no, not really. <laughs>
1: okay, okay, I'll keep it clean. <laughs> um 2020 just started off crazy. Like, I remember one day hopping on i think i was on twitter me and my friends was talking about how i was gonna take this trip yada 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 and the world war three tweets was going out then next thing you know covid was breaking the internet up and then one day i'm leaving the gym and i'm getting robbed and i'm like what is happening oh my goodness that was scary it was traumatizingly scary and i like I had never been through nothing like that a day well i'm not gonna say i haven't been through anything that direct if that makes sense like i've been in some very interesting situations in my life um and i've been surrounded by some very interesting situations but i had never like it like nothing felt so direct and so personal until that happened and then afterwards like just kind of having to readjust and get like my pick myself back up and and get myself together like that was a that was a lot but it wasn't until like my birthday after my birthday I just remember feeling like I was about to die and I didn't know why Mm -hmm. I just felt so bad and um I knew that I was still healing or trying to you know recover from the incident because like I had just moved like I want to say I moved maybe a month or two after that happened I moved from Jackson, then I moved out to Ridgerton because I just I couldn't take it no more um like that that was just it for me and I just remember when I when I moved to Richmond, I remember like feeling like I can kind of like let my let myself down a little bit, let myself go and kind of just relax and breathe and just being in a whole new space. But then with that came, like, you know, you now in your own space again where you can really think about what's been going on. And I wasn't taking the best care of myself, hadn't been for a very, very long time because apparently I didn't know how to do that. So it wasn't up until like my birthday. I remember traveling. Then I, when I came back home, that was when like I had to just accept the fact like I have. I was aware that I had anxiety, but I wasn't aware of how much it was affecting my day-to-day. Like the whole armed robbery situation really made me tune in to the fact of like, no, like, yes, this may have happened to you, but this is also like what you got going on. Like it it was kind of like a situation where it made me pay attention to myself. So ever since then, I was kind of like noticing so many, like I became so self-aware to the point to where it's like, I could not even breathe in my own, like in my own body. Um, I remember having a very, very, very bad depressive spell. Um, I wanna say maybe the second or third week, I had an injury too. Um, you remember we was at the park practicing mm-hmm. and everything and I, I did something that tore my leg up and why did I do that? But not being able to dance, um, I think took a toll on me mentally too, and and it was just a lot. But it, my body and, and the situations, I feel like like the entire year, I felt like I was kind of being forced to just deal with or sit in whatever was going on. And once I had that depressive spell, it probably lasted for like maybe two or three weeks, and I just was not in a good place. Like I wasn't in a good place with people, with family. I was just over everything and everybody, and I was crumbling. Um, And I had to just decide for myself, like, we're gonna have to do something different because I was like, you know, if something is really wrong with me, then I know that, you know, you have modern medicine. I know you have doctors and therapists. And like, I was, had been introduced to some of those things and practices and whatnot, but it was still very new to me. So I was, I wasn't really, as receptive as I could could have been to it Mm -hmm. um like I've always had an open mind about it but like once I actually got placed in the situations like you never really know what you think how you will respond and stuff like that but I was going through therapy and I had became very aware like I was dealing with anxiety and realizing like where a lot of my trauma came from and um just why i was feeling like everything i was feeling and i just had to decide that child we can't do this no more <laughs> <laughs> we cannot do it no more and then i remember just being like on youtube i was watching pastor uh stephen furtick at elevation church watching um pastor mike todd at transformation church and just like constantly filling myself up with with what I felt like I needed to hear. Like, I felt like I I needed to have something grounded. And the only thing that that keeps me grounded is my relationship with God. So I was like, let me just feed myself with word, 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 word. And it helped, but still at the same time, it's like, I'm in these weird situations with people that I've never been in before. And I don't really know how to handle it. Points where like I had started doing the groundwork for myself, and I ended up shutting people out.
0: Yeah, and
1: and in, in hopes that I could like try to preserve my sanity, preserve like my peace of mind, and, and try to like help myself to stay up because I didn't. I I had decided I don't want to be sad anymore. So instead of me trying to fight for a position in any, like I I just so like I just I just started cutting everybody off I just started cutting everybody off I was backing off from everybody and I just remember just like kind of streamlining like going into like this this phase of I'm kind of walking alone I want to say it was around October and I just remember one night I just got home because something had happened <laughs> and um just remember feeling like something had to change. And that next morning, i never forget. I, and I may have caught the Holy Spirit. I, I can't really explain what it feels like. <laughs> um, you know, I, I, don't, I don't really know, but to me it, felt, it, it definitely felt like something other than myself. I, don't, I can't explain what it was, but I just remember I was sitting outside on my balcony and I just fell to the floor and I was crying. And like I, I tuned in like with my emotions and I went to thinking about like my dad. And I was like, I miss my daddy. Like I really miss my daddy and it's like I'm 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 older now and I'm just so sad and you know this year's just been weird and I was just like I don't know what I'm doing, I don't know what's going on. People, my relationships with everybody, it's just everything is so weird. I don't trust nobody or nothing at all anymore. And I won't out. I won't out. And did I graduate 2020? I did. I did. Mm-hmm. So you do. <laughs> like, yeah, so it's like, I'm having all of this stuff happening at one time and I'm trying to keep myself up so I can like accomplish my goal because I think, yeah, that was my very last semester and like, keep in mind, all this stuff is happening and a bunch of other stuff that I probably can't even think about right now, but it's like so many things happening while I'm trying to finish school and I'm all in all, I'm trying to take a better job taking care of myself. Um, And it was very difficult. I feel like since then, I've learned, I've gotten introduced to and I've learned a lot of healthier practices that help me today. But I feel like as of today, I am genuinely doing what I need to do to take care of myself and to be better. If that answers your question in a very long answer. (laughs) (laughs) No,
0: you're okay. It did answer the question. Um, And at least what I can say, it brought you awareness to take care of your mental health because I witnessing that transition was was rough for for all of us that was in your friend group. Um, and that experience of being robbed was a lot, um, a lot. Was I living in in Mississippi at the mm-hmm. time? I was. Mm-hmm. OK, so I've been here for three years.
1: Yeah, that was Yeah. Yeah, it 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 would be officially if I am re- remembering like date and time specifically, it'd be official like 3 years next
0: weekend. Okay. When it happened. So, and I remember I think you called me. Mhm. Yeah, you called me like after it happened and I'm like, "What?" like And so I I I never forget that. That was just the most um, traumatic Man. thing ever. Um and I don't want to go too deep because I don't want to you.
1: <laughs> no, I, I feel like with that situation, I'm healed enough for okay, me to where okay, it's like Lord. I feel like I can I can talk about it. Okay. And I can talk about it now. Like I don't,
0: I don't mind. It's just that situation just um I don't know, like that scared me because
1: it, it scared me
0: <laughs> and i so i can only like i know you were scared like i you yeah. know what i'm saying like i'm glad you are here i'm glad god protected you in this situation because when you called i was like you what and immediately Man. i just knew to drop everything and just here i come <laughs> um and then them having to find your car where well, you end up finding oh. it um, (laughs) um, you end up finding your car but um that's another story for another day and just i think that it is important that um because i see a lot especially in men, um yeah they don't take care of their mental health Mm -hmm. um because you guys are always looked at like this too strong yeah yeah
1: just kind of take your feelings (laughs) and carry on and just do whatever and it's like no dog like that really hurt yeah (laughs) it really really hurt
0: and i think that you you had to tap into that like i would tell you all the time like you know you gotta pay attention to your mental health like you gotta do you got to go seek help for it um Cause sometimes we as friends like we might not we might know what to say, but mm-hmm. we don't have all the answers that a counselor may be able to help you with. And I feel like that's why God mm-hmm. placed mm-hmm. these things here, anyways, for mm-hmm. you to seek that extra help. And so I think that at that moment when that happened for you, um, after you kind of said and all this stuff, um, because I know you went to therapy, like what at what point, when were you ready? When did you allow yourself to be ready for that?
1: For therapy? mm mm-hmm. Um. I think as soon as it was offered, I just... Okay, so this is the thing, right? Mm-hmm. My job... Oh, my job. I thank God for that job. I, I had the most supportive people in the professional sense that I had ever had in my life. Like, my job really looked out for me. They looked out for me during that time. And because of that, um, I was able to get, you know, access to therapy because it was one of the benefits that we had offered. And I took advantage of it. So... Um, took advantage of that and a lot of other resources that they had available. So, I was like, I, I couldn't do nothing but thank God because I was like, I don't know what I'm going to do. Like, everybody that I'm calling, that I'm supposed to be getting help from, I'm not getting anything from them. And I was <laughs> angry. Mm-hmm. And you know me, D. It takes a lot. Mm-hmm. It takes a. lot. I'm, I'm lying. <laughs> it doesn't take much to tick me off, but it takes a lot for me to blow up
0: i was about to say it takes a lot for you to react like you will feel things but even right still, but i don't you're, respond you're, you're you're still composed yeah and so it's like at that yeah.
1: time i was very aware that i i knew i was about to spaz and it was i was gonna spaz soon because i was like the way i feel right now is so all over the place it's almost like tar if I could, if I could describe it as anything, like it's very, very hot, it's very toxic, but it's also very like whatever substance it is. I don't know how to explain that part, but it's like, that's how I felt. And I'm like, I'm reaching out, I'm reaching out, I'm trying to get results, trying to get results, trying to get results. And it's like, nobody is helping me and nobody is doing anything about it. But my job came through Mm -hmm. and I knew that I was going to need therapy because I don't think I knew enough of myself at the time to know so much why, but I knew that I needed to do it because it was being offered. So I went ahead and I went through with it. And my first couple of sessions, I'm not gonna lie, I was sitting up in that woman's office like, (laughs) child, you just listening to me just blab about anything, anything that's coming out my mouth. You getting paid this insurance (laughs) check from these (laughs) doggone folks you don't even seem like you really care about what I got going on. Like, I, I genuinely had that perception That's that most people reaction. have. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's like, girl, I, I'm like, this is so stupid. And I feel stupid. But even saying what I'm saying in front of you, like, I feel stupid. So, like, I really had to wrestle with it. But I'm I'm very appreciative. Like I said, I was, I was fortunate enough to have that resource available and that I did take advantage of it because when I did... Just being in that space made me become attentive and aware to my mind. She didn't ask me a lot of crazy outlandish questions like how people see on TV. Well, how does that make you feel? And you know, like all that very triggering stuff. (laughs) That is is
0: definitely not. It's not like that. It's not like that.
1: And and even in the situation like for me, just having somebody to listen to what I was going through at the time was literally all that I, I think that I really needed was somebody to listen to my complaint. I was feeling a whole lot. I was angry about a whole lot. I was frustrated about a whole lot. Like I had so many thoughts and emotions going through my brain, and I genuinely felt like I didn't have nobody that I could talk to about it that would make it make sense. So having a completely unbiased person, a person that don't know me from a can of paint and who knows the situation. And I was able to just go in and open up and it felt so good to just be able to just talk about what was going on, not expecting nothing to come in return. I wasn't expecting to get no words of encouragement, no guidance. It just felt genuinely good to be able to say what was on my mind and that opened doors because I was like, Oh y'all, 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 y'all y'all to mess up. Y'all done messed up. Mm. Y'all messed up. Because ever since then, I I'm not going to lie like um keeping up with your sessions can be kind of frustrating um like but it, it taught me like, you know, prioritize your mental health. And mm. I felt like at the time like, I want to say, like, maybe after the third session, I was like, I don't need to go to therapy no more. I think I'm good. Like, I think I've talked about what happened and, like, the situation has changed for me personally. Like, I'm not in Jackson anymore, so I don't really have to worry about it. But then, like I said, that, that situation opened up more doors than just that. So I, my anxiety, oh, I have never in my life been in spaces to where I felt like, I had to swing on everybody. (laughs) I had never felt that way before. But I remember being at work and I'm working in retail. And I think I was maybe a session or two in by this point in time, but I just remember being at work and I'm in a very, very small store and it's high traffic coming in and then people like to steal. It's happened while I've been there. Um, People like to steal and all this different energy and I'm feeling extremely vulnerable. I'm feeling overstimulated. I'm feeling back into a corner. I feel like I cannot breathe. My mind is going 25 billion thoughts per second. If that, I feel like I'm about to knock something over. I feel my chest and stuff getting tight. I'm getting hot. These people talking to me. And like in that moment, I was like, I'm having an anxiety attack. And if I don't get out of here, I don't know what the hell I might do. I'm sorry, I cussed again. Um, <laughs> okay. But like that was like my, my thought process. And that was the first time I realized that I had an anxiety episode and that I was even really dealing with it. Like you hear people use word out of time. And I think that people use it as a label, you know, at times to kind of just say, you know, like like it's trendy at this point.
0: Oh, yeah. Um, but it was
1: very <laughs> raw for me at that moment. And I was able to recognize it. So I was able to take stuff like that into my next session. And I was able to start diving into, like, what was going on in my personal life and just being able to get out as much as I could in those. I think I had, like, six sessions. And then once we concluded, um, I just remember just thanking her and just being grateful for the experience because it really made me realize, like, I need to prioritize my mental health, first and foremost. Um and then it taught me like skills, like hard skills of how to think and how to process questions, like questions I ask myself or ask other people, or how I perceive situations or how I perceive reality. Cause at this point, my 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 perception of the world that I'm living in now is completely different. D, I kid you not. Leaving from Jackson and moving to Richmond, there would be times where I would drive into Jackson and I would just be like, Bro, what is this? What is this? Like, what oh my is this? I had never in all of yeah. my years of living in Jackson, Mississippi, ever been through the city like that. And I was like, Dog, mm-hmm. where am I? Like, this cannot be real life. And it wasn't. It was only because I went through therapy and like, because I had moved away from the situation and I was going through therapy, I was in a healthier environment, a healthier city. I was in it. Like, I was just away from all the stuff. And so being away from it and when I would go back and after having a new way of processing my, my, my thoughts and stuff like that, I was sitting here like, girl, what did that? <laughs> like, what do you mean this
0: is where I grew up at? Bro, are you serious? can't
1: <laughs> mm-hmm. be life we born and raised
0: that's where we grew up that's born grew up. and raised
1: I be like bro and it's like no wonder like you really can't even be mad about the situation cause it's like now I'm old enough to understand <laughs> where I grew up when I was on campus you know when I was on campus at Jackson State I didn't like I knew where I was at but again like I grew up in Jackson so it's like I'm not really thinking of it as, as anything different and yes it gets a bad rap for you know <laughs> It has its reasons, but
0: yeah. <laughs>
1: like I, being out of the situation for a short period of time and being introduced to something that helped me challenge the way that I think about life in the real world and coming back into certain sub, Baby, I was looking at everything and everybody differently and you can tell me nothing. There was nothing you could tell me. There was not a thing that nobody could tell me that would make me like regress if that makes sense like I'm not, I'm not gonna go backwards and I'm not I knew, I knew then that I, I could not move back to Jackson and I did
0: not I think that moving out I will say it, it's a big difference because even when I can remember when we went back home mm, and mm. we came we was like where are we <laughs> oh, it's, it blows your mind! It's like, dang, this is where I came from. <laughs> and um, and it's not to talk down, you know. Yeah, not um, talking
1: down at all, because I'm. I, I it just,
0: home. it's just, yeah, I love home. It's just, it's a culture shock. It's an
1: eye opener. Yes, yeah, it, it makes you really be like, oh wow, okay, all, all right, God, I see. You. Yeah,
0: and so, but I will say this too. Um, one thing I do like about when. Cause I I too I you know I see a therapist too you know. <laughs> um, we all need to honestly. Yes, but what I do like about them is that um, they do open your mind and heart to seeing things differently and handling things differently. Mm-hmm. Because I know how to I respond. Like to stuff. Yeah, how to respond to things like, um, especially when you always like in survival mode or fight mm. or flight. Mm. type of response Mm -hmm. you always kind of respond in aggressive irritable like and they teach you how to find those triggers that is Mm -hmm. triggering you um because i know when i went i had to learn that certain things certain words certain people my body language Mm -hmm. like Mm -hmm. it would be all in my body Mm -hmm. like i remember y'all asking why you look like that why I'm getting triggered, y'all. Like, no, it's so real. Yeah, it's so real. And people really don't take heed to those things. And I'm, I know, like, just being around you. Even when I would go see you at work, I can see like you in your body language, mm-hmm. in your face, mm-hmm. like it was a Baby, lot. I was you.
1: out there, like somebody, mm-hmm. please come get me.
0: <laughs> and and then it's just. But I can also see a difference like now. Mm-hmm. Um, you're a lot more calmer with things. Like you you are aware. And that's one thing about a about a therapist. They're gonna hold you accountable to be aware. Now they gonna
1: yeah, and they're gonna you, read
0: you in the most.
1: <laughs> I, I don't know. Yes, but I didn't I didn't get like I didn't have those experiences where like, you know, mm-hmm. when a the therapist yeah, I did not have those experiences. I think my second therapist was a lot more honest with me but I think Mm -hmm. what I ended up finding through therapy was like like it taught me how to trust myself like how to trust my own thoughts um you just mentioned something a second ago about like certain situations of being triggered and, Mm and knowing how to respond and handle it um I remember when I was telling my therapist at the time about the actual, like, I gave her in full detail. I told her every single detail from how it started, the time, the colors, the mood, the the, the temperature, mm-hmm. everything. I told her every single detail. And so, when I wrapped up and everything, she was like, you know, it takes, it takes a lot for a person to be able to handle everything as well as you did, the way that you did, with as much information that you did, and you still walked away from the situation. And she was like, that's something. And I didn't at the time, you know, I'm just kind of saying, looking like, girl, what are you talking about? Like, I mean, don't get me wrong. Like, I appreciate the compliment, but I, I don't. Sometimes I don't know how to receive a compliment because I feel like I just do what I'm supposed to do. So when people kind of acknowledge it, I'm just like, oh, okay, well, you know, thank you. You know, I, I, my mama raised me right. <laughs> um, mm-hmm.
0: You were taught it, to be poised.
1: I and and honestly, I God saved me. I think that God. I was grateful the way that like, I had never in my life been more grateful for the way that God created me up until that moment. Cause in the moment, in the moment, I could not pray. I could not pray. I, I felt like I had to be so alert in any and everything that I did or said was subject to anything, but in my mind at the moment, and I don't think I've ever said this, but in my mind at the moment, I, no, I, I think I have. I knew I was gonna die. I knew it. I was like, because it's like you, you get a homicide report every day in Jackson. And I'm mm-hmm. sure it's, it's something like that. You know, every city has its own thing. But speaking sp- particularly about Jackson from our experiences, like it's never a day that you wake up, you don't see a homicide or a murder or a shooting or some some sort of altercation that's either deadly or very very severe you know yeah, when it comes down critical. to injuries and, and how it affects mm-hmm. the people in the community and stuff like that like it's so normal it is so normal so i just knew i was going to be a statistic um i had just got my car and i could have drove and act like i could have responded very erratically but i didn't i could have i could have oh i could have fought in but i did <laughs> <laughs> Who I, I sure thought about it. It was like three of them. I was like, no, nah, that might not be a good idea. Let me try to play it safe and, and, and just kind of, you know, just figure it out. Um, and I'm very, I don't know what the word is, but I can usually tell about people when I interact with them, if that makes sense.
0: No, it like, makes perfect sense
1: just the people in that were involved, I could just tell something about them. And I knew what I could have done, but again, I, I felt the safest thing to do was just to comply, and to comply very cool, calm, and collected. And that's exactly what I did. Now, when he tried to, I think gonna say like he tried to, when he assaulted me, <laughs> um, that's when a different part of me kind of, woke up and I was like, are you serious right now? But I was like, don't do nothing irrational. No, because now I'm not only thinking about myself, I'm thinking about the fact that my sister and my nieces and my nephew right around the corner and my mama, and I don't know if they after me or my people, like, I don't know what they doing. Y'all want my car, take the car. I can find my car or I can get my car or whatever um y'all trying to rob me for money i'm broke i'm broke i don't got no money i work part-time so you're not gonna get nothing you know what i'm (laughs) saying and then it's like i don't have It it, for me it was just it was just the utter fact that i had literally just got that car only had it for like maybe a couple weeks at that um had just got that car i had clothes and stuff in the car Um, Like, all of my valuables was in the car. And then, you know, like, I, it, it just, it felt like everything that I had worked so hard for just got snatched away like it was nothing. And in the moment, I didn't have enough of myself to be able to do anything too crazy. So I am grateful for the way that I handled it. Because I felt like that's what helped me to be able to survive. And then, like, I was able to look back in other situations in my life. And I'm grateful that I'm not always the one to jump in to respond. Folks to think that you might be scary or whatever that they might think. And i just be like, no, I'm just not stupid. And it, everything doesn't require a reaction. And when my therapist pointed that out, it made me feel more confident um, in how I think. Because usually that's how I think about a lot of situations. I'm just like, I'm not... I'm, I'm not doing that, you know, like, or I just that's just not the way that I, I feel like I need to move. So I just move. I feel like, you know, that makes sense. Um, and then with the anxiety and everything. Being able to recognize that. And then having like a very very keen sense of like self-awareness after the situation i didn't i did not feel comfortable being around people i did not feel comfortable being in public i didn't like folks in my space and do not walk up on me don't walk yeah. up on me because i got that bad do not walk up on me child
0: <laughs> um, <laughs> no that, that's fair That is. yeah fair.
1: like all, all of that like it was already in me And when I went through therapy, my therapist helped me to acknowledge, like, no, dog, like, you're not crazy. Like, you're not tripping about nothing. Like, everything that you're going through, everything that you've experienced, the way that you feel, what you're thinking, like, it sounds like you have a very sound, sharp, strong mind. It sounds like you're very intuitive. You sound very mature. And you did everything that you needed to do and i had never felt so reassured like that like from i guess from people or just in life like i had never felt no type of reassurance like no you 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 straight and like i was able to walk away from therapy like at least grateful like i have a, a good mind because i was like you know i i, I could have came out any other type of way but to come out knowing like okay well at least I am handling things in the best way that I can for for whatever's going on. Like that felt good coming out of therapy. I'm not gonna lie, that felt very, very good. And then when I went into other sessions, like the way that I'm so honest about stuff, like I can be very honest about like, hey, I'm going through X, Y, Z situation. I feel like A, B, C, one, two, three. But at the same time, I know A, B, C and one, two, three, two. So it's kind of like I'm just going through the motions, mm-hmm. and my therapist just be sitting looking like, well, sounds like you already got to figure it figured out. So what we talking about? <laughs> and it's As like that'd be the know, crazy
0: part. We already had answers. We just yeah, you just know.
1: need to, to 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 talk through a lot of stuff. And a lot mm-hmm. of times, I just need to be able to talk through stuff with people, and I wasn't awarded that growing up like that wasn't the thing for me so now i'm in a space where I'm, it had to come from an unfortunate situation but because of that unfortunate situation god took that and turned it into something good that only bettered me so now when stuff happened i just be like girl no <laughs> no absolutely not <laughs> you
0: know what? you won't th- get me <laughs> i think though, so, like it seems like your your counselor really did help you set boundaries too. Mm-hmm. Um and that's a must. Like mm-hmm. that is something um that I learned in therapy. Um and like for me, my triggers were one of my triggers were two words, not enough. And um that followed me. Mm-hmm. all the way to adulthood like uh she did this little exercise with me where i had to like basically close my eyes and relive some of my my traumatic experiences and then what i heard what i got from what this person was saying yeah and that's all i would hear not yeah. enough not enough and so immediately i'm bawling in tears i'm crying mm-hmm. Because I didn't like that feeling. I didn't like because she and now she did ask me that typical question: How did that make you feel? Because mm. she was sometimes they do try to trigger you to see what that reaction is going to look like. Yeah, let be like, don't no, don't, don't, don't do that. <laughs> don't don't do that. And so don't do that. And if yeah. you don't
1: do it, let it come naturally. But don't poke me. I don't like that. <laughs>
0: well, she poked that bear, and yeah. so immediately I'm crying.
1: I didn't oh, like that Lord. feeling. Yeah, I
0: didn't like that feeling. Y'all yeah, know I can't. Uh-uh. And I'm already a softie. Yeah. So, <laughs> I didn't like that feeling. And I had to keep reliving it. But, like, more and more, like, she she was giving me confidence on how to deal with the trauma, how to react, how to respond mm. to it when mm-hmm. I'm put in that situation again. Because sometimes you put, you're put put in that situation again My. to see how you're going to respond. Right. So, <laughs> um. I think that that's the most important thing I would tell anybody, like, because we look, again, I've said this before, we look at our friends and family like they're supposed to be our therapists, our entire Mm. support system, and they literally can't do it all.
1: Let's talk about it. I, like, around, like, all this in the same year, like, 2020 was the year that I actually got inducted into, into, into therapy and in the latter part of that year like i want to say because when did you leave did you leave in 2020 left in 2021
0: i want to say right after that honestly like uh, yeah i think it
1: was that year you left that year okay Mm -hmm. um so yeah i remember it i know it was shortly after you left but i remember everything that you just said and recognizing that the reason why I didn't feel able to talk about whatever I had going on was because number one that didn't happen in my household so I grew up that way then I'm in the space now to where it's like my friends really kind of living their own life they got husbands and wives and this that and the other and kids and we done kind of moved apart and stuff like that. We're not always around each other. So I was literally coming into this space where I'm having to learn how to be my own therapist and actually applying the information that was given to me from the therapist and from my my father who art in heaven because they both go hand in hand. And it's like you genuinely have to hold yourself accountable because you're not always going to have a person that you can pick up the phone and call or mm-hmm. somebody that you can go and sit and talk to. And it teaches you how to, like, really sit with yourself and be honest about what it is that you need and what you have going on, but most importantly, how to do the groundwork. And I think that, you know, most of us who've grown up in family households, you know, whether it's the full family or bits and pieces, but there's a certain sense of... Um, um, what's the word I'm looking for? Nourishment that you get um, from parent figures, I am just going to say, um, when it comes down to like your mental and emotional well-being. And when you get deprived of that growing up and you don't know how to do it for yourself as you get older, of course, it's it's natural to like reject it because it's unfamiliar to you. And then you might find yourself attaching to people because you might get that from people and then that might just become your thing but then it's like at some point you have to learn how to do it for yourself and sometimes by yourself
0: and it's hard i'm telling you it's hard hard. and it's
1: stank i'm gonna be for real it's stank but it's (laughs) so necessary also
0: like the ego check for us sometimes too Mm. because Mm. it's like who are we to expect this much Man, from this listen. person especially when sometimes they might not even be at that headspace like might
1: not even have the capacity mm-hmm. to they don't take have on what that space for at.
0: you right now yeah. yeah and you can tell the difference if, if somebody is being they genuinely don't have that capacity or they genuinely just don't care you'll know the difference mm-hmm. you can um, it. yeah and so i think that's another thing that i had to learn too like Sometimes people don't have that place. And uh, I'm sorry, a lot of times they don't have that. They can't hold space for you because they can't even hold space for themselves. And it's like, who are we to expect this much from this person to be our hero, to be our therapist, to be our our counselor, to be our leader or whatever the case may be when we're not paying attention to the reality of the situation? like yeah
1: we be entitled and yeah then we be
0: very entitled
1: you have to not take it personal either because Absolutely. if the shoe was on the other foot like if somebody would be like well you didn't you knew what i had going on you didn't call and check on me and this and other," and it's like well brenda i'm sorry but girl my leg is over here falling off i, I apologize that right. i don't care about you um in your situation at your job or whatever because my leg is literally sitting over here falling off my body like please forgive me for not coming and calling you and I right. think it is so insensitive and so selfish of people sometimes it's
0: so. very it's almost like a one up like you going yeah. through this I'm going through this too and I think that sometimes like we as people we have to learn that sometimes we just need to X out the equation mm-hmm. and just allow that person to vent you know and that's not to say push your feelings to the back. That's not what I'm saying. But sometimes we do need to come out of self and just let that person vent. Let them have that moment. Because sometimes I know it's like when one person got a moment, we got to insert our our moment to like, yeah. you're going through this too. Like, yep, mm-hmm, me too. And it's like, let's make this moment about them because they're coming to you, obviously, to be vulnerable. Mm-hmm. I mean, we all get to it. bit. Like, I know it's like a, a, I had to learn it. You know, um, even if I can relate to the situation, I can word it a little bit differently to where Mm -hmm. it doesn't feel like I'm also inserting myself to where you feel like now you got to comfort me. You know what I'm saying?
1: And it's a practice, too, because I think we kind of we we do it so easily because it's like Mm -hmm. sometimes our response is like, you know, well, I recognize that this person might be going through something. But I'm also going through something that might be similar, but I'm not sharing what I'm going on to overshadow what you got going on. But sometimes it might be like a means of of relating or lightening the load when multiple people kind of share like whatever hardships that they have going on. Um, mm-hmm. I, think, I think the healthiest and most constructive way to kind of summarize how to go about it is just having community. And mm-hmm. I think that that's a word that we don't use enough because I feel like now I have people in my life that I trust um, with some of the things that I'm thinking about and I'm learning how to be vulnerable in a very mature and honest space at this point in time in my life. But I, I don't think that I would have that if I didn't have um, a community of people that I, I felt like I could entrust certain things to with first. So I, I, I feel like, yeah, like you had those moments when, it, when whether it's your, your friends that you grew up with, family, people that you just met, like you, it kind of gets to a point to where you do kind of start shutting them. I don't want to say shutting them out, but you don't go to them or if the shoe was on the other foot, like they might stop coming to you. But, you know, you have to take time to figure out whatever you have going on for yourself. And like I said, not take anything personal nor feel entitled to the fact that nobody got to subscribed to your show. Right. And I don't, don't say it to be insensitive, but I'm just being for real. It's like everybody got something that they have going on. So allow, right. folks, space to, allow folks space to be able to deal with their own stuff.
0: No, that, that, that's the perfect thing. And I think when you learn to move like that, um, and it doesn't mean, again, that's not saying completely push yourself to the back.
1: Mm-hmm. But when
0: you're moving with a lot of love and a lot of grace and you're doing things out of like selfless act, you do learn how to encounter people in a healthier way. And it helps you too, like when it comes for a time where you can't hold space for people, you could be honest, you know you can set that boundary and say, "I might not know how to comfort you in this way or support you in this way, but here, maybe you can try doing this because I know if i can't if I don't know how, I'll say, "Hey, have you thought about therapy or have you thought about this Medi- something i'm I'm gonna let you explore those things." Um, because I know I can't do everything, you know, I may, can be there to support you and stuff, but I might not be able to say the right words to you at that time. Mm
1: -hmm. Sometimes being there is enough.
0: Right. And sometimes just being there is just good enough, you know, but I think you did amazing with speaking your truth, talking about your trauma. I am super, super proud of you because I know you were very, very nervous about this and look, it flowed. (laughs) (laughs) (laughs)
1: <laughs> <Listen>. <laughs>
0: <laughs> okay so um we're gonna end it here i hope to have my brother on here again well he will be more than likely <laughs> <That's> <laughs> he just, will be <laughs> yep, that's, just how it, that's how it goes but um i want to thank you guys for tuning into my podcast and um thank you for the love and support that you guys have been giving me the positive feedback the messages i see it um, and the growing audience. You guys mean a lot to me. I hope you continue to support the podcast and we are out. You guys have a wonderful evening.